you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. The Around the NFL Podcast. California's been good to me. Let's hope it don't fall into the sea. <laughs> oh, from the beautiful Vista Restaurant and Bar. From gorgeous Hermosa Beach, California. It's Around the NFL. I'm Dan Hansis with heroes all over. Mark Sessler. Wearing the jacket, by the way. Greg Rosenthal and the lovely Colleen Wolf. Hey, everybody, it's the road show. I was so excited to see the jacket in person. And it's even (laughs) more glorious. And I know that you don't like the attention on the jacket, but I stand by my whole thing. As I said before, I think I need one. I think John Mm. needs one. I think everyone should get one. I would just add from a from a weather note that it's uh, it's overcast. It's a beautiful day by the sea, but it's windy and overcast. So the jacket is providing an exoskeleton, a layer of protection <laughs> that I find attractive for myself. I think it's been a charmed life for that jacket because even now you would think, oh, we're doing the show with the beach right behind us and the sun, and it's June now. That Mark might be suffering for uh, wearing Levi. No. no, no. In fact, he needs it. It's it's tactical gear. Yeah. Unbelievable. We're the ones that made the mistake here. Right. If this goes on YouTube or social, you know, you can check out our, our background right now. Two men are uh, playing paddle ball. Love paddle ball on the beach. Those are extras. Very different them. than uh, pickleball. <laughs> uh, the lifeguard operations of uh, Hermosa Beach right behind us. This is this is something. This is nice. nice. This is the, uh, for us, we like to do this show. We've done them in West Hollywood in the past uh, with our Former producer Ricky Hollywood, the Pridecast. I think Erica, in fact, is going to be joining us or be at the venue. And we already have some esteemed guests. I just see Patrick Claibon. He just rolled through uh, having a, a beverage. Jeremy in his, in his Bergman from the newsroom, a noted Jets fan, told me he didn't <laughs> want Aaron Rodgers but then came around on it. He's here. Kevin Danger hands us my brother. Gonzo, John Gonzalez. Look who's here. just rolled in over here behind them. And there oh, he, oh coming Zoe. in. Right on time, on cue, Jason Zumwalt, the voice of God for Around the NFL. Greg, it's all in front of us. It's very exciting, but you're the host. Does this give you any anxiety that we have to work all these uh, people into the show and you're leading I thought that kind of covered it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You don't need to reference them ever again. No, it's it's a cavalcade and you announced um, (laughs) them fully. (laughs) Anyway, so... Connie, here we yes. are. And hopefully the sun comes out as, as this goes I think along it will. and warms us up a little bit. But it's nice to, here to be by the sea, to be um, together here in the offseason before things get wild. And uh, we're going to talk some actual football. We're going to have a couple people uh, that live in the area stop by as guests that you may know if mm-hmm. you're an NFL fan. And this is nice. You know what? It's nice to hang out with you guys. This is mm. long overdue. There's a gaggle of guests that will be coming through. I love it. Like it's a, And it's a Thursday, too. It's a weekday. It's perfect. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The Gentleman's Friday, I call. Mm. <laughs> an <laughs> an off-season yes. Friday is yeah. what we call it. I don't uh, see a single gentleman this, among us. This feels like the <laughs> retirement edition of, of ATN. Like once we retire, we just do the show at like local restaurants outside right. whenever we want. Total at mail some in. point, we'll be picked <laughs> off by some sort of walker by who is a- a- annoyed with our presence. Oh. Now you made me feel uncomfortable. <laughs> well, it's a prediction. There is a boardwalk. There's kind of like a walking path with a man- many seniors behind us. Right. There's an. Who actress. do we need to be a- afraid of? I just think they might think those people are a little showy. Is that that's, a paid extra that you well, have coming to get us? I was going to say there, there's actually an actress over that brick wall that pops up every now and then that. Mark paid uh, to pretend to be a female assassin, and right. we'll, we'll um, take him out. I mean, by a the man just show. skateboarded by us <laughs> casually with a dog going at the same pace on a leash. I mean, this is—he's uh, an extra as well. All right, <laughs> out of pocket personally. Wow, the budget for this yeah. show. <laughs> um, anyway, so yes, we're going to uh, have some fun with some guests. We're also going to hit on Greg's uh, takeaways from projected starters. Briefly, briefly, very briefly. Yeah. 
Um, no, I mean extensively, Greg. I'm sorry. I wanted to be I, briefly. I, I tried to them. get I it. I tried to get it in a two-minute seg uh, last show, more. and you were like, "We want more." You're like, "If if anything screams beach, it's projected <laughs> starters. <laughs> it deserves it deserves more, just not too much more." Okay, good. You know, how like long you wanted to give it four minutes? I think we give it what? Uh, Mark seven, eight. Six and a half. Six five and, and a half. half. Uh, eight six and eight a half. articles at about uh, 2,000 words each, so that's 16,000 words. I don't know the time, but quite, quite wow. a lot. Quite can a lot. You, now we're talking how the sausage gets made. Yeah. Oh. Can, you, can you explain to me, Greggy, <laughs> if you pumped out 16,000 words for yeah. a uh, series in the, in the end of May, okay, and then you're also on a podcast, why would we dedicate four minutes to that? It's a fair point. I, I used to operate like, oh, the written word. Some things work better on podcasts. Some things are more fun. Uh, but you're right. We're out of ideas. We All right. We're going to get to that in a second. But first, let's get quickly caught up on the news. If you want Beach to call buddy. that. <laughs> <laughs> Mark, it is now June, uh, heading into July in the hardest summer. I know you've been uh, heading uh, to the gym and you've been an active man. Uh, yeah. Looking tight. Yeah. Looking right. How do you feel about your beach body heading into the summer? Oh, horrible. Like, um, so much progress must be made. Um, and I have no motivation <laughs> to even begin. Whoa. Well, I'm in the same boat as you. More importantly, though, how is your. Um, what is it called? Parasocial relationship with Angel Calabrese. Oh, what was yeah. the, the lady's name who ran Beachbody? I believe you mean <laughs> the trainer named Autumn Calabrese, who uh, <laughs> I do not, I have no relationship with her other than I respect her it's professional funny. career. Uh, parasocial wasn't really a known word when we first learned about Autumn, but <laughs> right? that's exactly, exactly what Mark's relationship with her, even though it felt so intimate when you were first explaining. To you. Yeah. Has, I did not describe it. We got to follow up. Has that like gone up in like a Ponzi scheme n- scandal or anything? It's still <laughs> She's going. in prison. I exited the, <laughs> Almost I exited certainly. the scheme. That is, that is for sure. I don't know that to be fact. Autumn Calabrese, do not sue me. Let's get into the news. Mark, as a nod to you and Big Levi, let's start with the Niners. Uh, 49ers general ma- manager John Lynch said the team is, quote, incredibly encouraged by Brock Purdy's recovery from elbow surgery. And he had this to say about the QB battle uh, going into camp. This is courtesy of Sirius XM NFL Radio. We still remain very high on Trey. We wanted to bring in some more ah. competition. We brought in Sam, and, and Sam's really, um, you know, taken to the coaching and the, the structure that we can give him. So um, at the end of the day, we feel really good about that position. Um, and, uh, yeah, I think, I think Brock probably is the, the leader in the clubhouse, as we said. But, uh, we, you know, it will be open for competition, and it's those guys' uh, opportunity to go earn, earn that job. That's great. So – Trey Lance, even though he's barely played Colleen, mm-hmm. still a former number three overall pick who they moved heaven and earth to obtain. And somehow, as we enter training camp in 2023, the GM is on record saying the leader in the clubhouse is the Mr. Irrelevant pick from the previous draft. Who, <laughs> If he's healthy, Brock Purdy. I can't imagine how John Lynch feels about this deep down. I'm sure, like, he... He sort of wins either way because Brock Purdy was such a gem that they found and was such a surprise, and that's what made it such a crazy story. But everything that they had done to everything they gave up to get Trey Lance and then the whole thing with Jimmy G, how messy that was, how he came out at the Combine a couple years ago and was like, Jimmy G, we're asking, we're, we're taking calls on him. We're ready to go. Like, there has been such an interesting turn of events with the quarterback position, and now you have Brock Purdy, who I guess, yeah, they're going to have this open competition, quote-unquote, but they're in a good spot because now they have multiple quarterbacks we think that can play, but with Trey Lance, it's just like you're still not sure what you really have. It's not surprising to me that Sam Darnold's getting first-team reps and they're going to take Sam Darnold very seriously. I think the news here that he's already throwing, there was this scenario where – he was going to miss a big chunk of the season. And you never know with the off-season injury reports. But at this point, the fact that he's throwing and they're talking this optimistic, I think the feeling is the 49ers think they will have Purdy for, for the start of the season. And I, I think they want Purdy to be the starter. I mean, it, it, he is the lead guy right now, and I think it's like they're stuck in that same world that we are. And it kind of reflects what happened with Jimmy G a couple of years ago when they first traded for him. They had that incredible, was it five or six game sample size where he looked like, uh, he had come from the heavens. And Brock Purdy did the same thing, but it's like, is that who Brock Purdy really mm. is? And it's like, I, they did mention, though, I mean, I, who 
knows what, if these guys are ever telling the truth. But I do think they sort of don't care what anyone else thinks. And they talk about the fact that, like, Purdy was not just Shanahan coaching him up left and right, that he operated in system, out of system, that they went back and looked at all his tape. They felt extremely optimistic. So I think there's this hope that, like, yeah, maybe you went and moved heaven and earth, like you said, Dan, to get guy A, but Lynch still drafted guy B. And, I mean, it's not necessarily to his credit. Everyone in the league passed on him 42,000 times. But you got him, and I think that Purdy's this guy that, like, if he can do what he did last year, you stick with him. Yeah, and I think what Brock Purdy represents to John Lynch is basically a um, a life raft. Like, imagine if he wasn't there, and it was either this flash-in-the-pan, potentially 260th pick coming off elbow surgery is healthy, or it's Sam Darnold. And then it's like, everybody's getting fired, potentially. So it's like, they have a little bit of backup, and uh, Lance is there, and we'll see if he gets an opportunity. Does Kyle Shanahan feel unfireable? At oh, this yeah. point. Shanahan, well, I, course, I He should be. I mean, look at... Look at what they've done the last couple of years. With Making so, conference championship games is not you know, to You don't dismissed. look so hot. And, and you know, I, I, I like Sam Darnold. But, like, things could be very grim if Purdy did not materialize out of the mist last year. It's also impressive that Purdy avoided Tommy John surgery and is somehow maybe going to be available week one of the regular season. I, I'm distracted, though, by the fact that Gonzo just waved to a man in a tank top walking by with a handsome dog. Does he know? Did he know this man? I also waved Or does he him. just have friends? His it's, name it's is Kyle, <laughs> and it's Cynthia's friend, and that's Cynthia's dog, Gordy. Wow. Hey. It's all yes. very distracting wow. because what a group Un- of— Gentlemen here, uh, I just want to jump in there on the, in this Zumwalt jump danger the group of gentlemen? Gonzo Claybot that, sandwich there. That's a lot there. of connective yeah. tissue to our own network yes. right there. Yeah. That's very that's nice. Very Who good. said this podcast doesn't have sex appeal? And, and let's, <laughs> I like that. Okay. I like that. Keep that's that awesome. in. I'm, we're keeping that in. A lot. There's a lot of chaos going on, and there is like a – it's interesting. We're taping this on a patio, like we said, outdoors with the beach right behind us. And But we have a growing cast of people that we, let's be honest, like we'd rather hang out with than be talking into microphones well, right now. Well, how long are we doing this for? It's I don't know. Okay, should we move on? Let's, get the yeah. too. let's yeah, move get on. Okay, what else do we Let's have? talk about Mac Jones. Let's get over and ourselves. And he's, uh, he's working out and he's, you know, preparing for a new season with the Patriots. And uh, good news, everybody. He is happy with the progress with Bill O'Brien, the new offensive coordinator. Here's what he had to say. Yeah, it's been really good. It's been normal. Um, I think <laughs> oh everything God. he's done so far it's has been, been really normal. good. I think the communication is <laughs> oh the most important part um, and trust. I think it all starts with that when you're uh, with a new coach and um, he's done a great job in controlling the room. I feel like everyone's on the same page. Uh, just got to continue to do it. It's, it's a marathon, not a sprint, so we know that. And It is. That is amazing that the quarterback of the Patriots, uh, you talk about subtweeting and, like, you know, read between the lines and, you know, just trying to figure out what he's really saying. Oh, yeah, the new offense quarter it's normal now. It's been normal. <laughs> and he's been doing that. It kind of makes me like Mac Jones more, who's a little milk toast, but – at I don't think he's milk toast right, at all. At some point last <laughs> year, he decided, screw it. I'm just going to let. Is that Cynthia's dog? We <laughs> no. are trying to do a podcast Gordy here. Gordy is way more well-behaved shut that. it down. I like that uh, Mac Jones at some point decided, like, I, I don't care anymore. I'm just going to let Bill Bell. I'm going to publicly let people know I'm frustrated, even though Bill Belichick uh, is my coach. And he's still subtweeting him, but it does remind me um, of a time back in December of 2021 when I was like, man, Mac Jones might win Rookie of the Year. And he ended up coming in second place for Rookie of the Year. And I'm like, hey, he looked like a pretty decent rookie quarterback. And if we're willing to throw out that non-normal, abnormal year last year, actually there's some idea. Are that you maybe totally absolving him of 2022? I'm throwing out a lot of it. Yeah, and uh, I wow. think there's a chance he could be much better. That's I think all. It's, it's fair, a reminder. I think it's fair to, if not throw it out, just be like, let's shelve it. And Mac Jones, who we saw from two years ago, was well-coached. Last year was like, I, I, I get normal because it kind of reminds me of like the Nightmare on Elm Street films where like youths are trapped in terrible dreams and it's sure. like destroying their lives. And if suddenly that stopped and they just went back to having normal uh, ninth mm. or tenth grade years in high school, that would be nice. So that's sort of like Mac Jones has gone back to just let's get back to normality. But then but, there's right. Nightmare on Elm Street 2, 3, well, 4. Well, I mean, know, that's uh, probably this season six. for him. It kind know. of reminds me of Trevor Lawrence light. That's like a, yeah, a situation that Mac Jones has gone through, like considering that. he started by saying mm-hmm. it's normal. So, like, he's getting back to some type but of, like, like normal again, situation. Just for context, again, you're saying it's kind of like Trevor Lawrence light. 
that was Urban Meyer who was like an atomic show. Oh yeah, and this is a much this lighter is Bill version. Belichick's team. <laughs> right, <laughs> it's right. crazy. Wait, also Mac Jones said that uh, Bill O'Brien is like a walking dictionary, which mm. I feel like we should cool. put out there as well. It's all mm. it's all a subtweet, and it's all like perspective. When Bill O'Brien seems normal, like that's a that's a problem. Like I'm excited for Bill O'Brien, the coach, but Bill O'Brien was kind of a hot mess and not normal at all as an executive. Um, finally in the news, and this is connected to the Patriots because it always will be connected to the Patriots. Tom Brady, who is now in the process, I don't know if it's done yet, uh, but he's agreed to join the Raiders ownership group. And we know the Jimmy Garoppolo drama going on right now with his foot surgery and the recovery there. And, uh, Brady and Josh McDaniels, the connection there going back. Could he ever play again? And he's doing the media rounds, uh, and he uh, was on a program connected to Sports Illustrated, and he had this to say, I am certain I am not playing again. So I've tried to make that clear, and I hate to continue to profess that because I've already told people that lots of times. And he went on to say about his ownership uh, stake, I want to be involved with the NFL for the next 45 years of my life if I last that long. All right, and that's all. 45. Great. He put a very specific number on it. He wants to live until 100. So he's going to – I think he wants to play till he's 45, own a team till he's 90, put out a good 10 to 20 years. He might want to live to 110 and then croak. I think, I, that's I think he could. Like. I think he yeah. could definitely do it. He wants to live to 110, I think. There's a decent amount of people, and by decent I mean like more than 20, uh, that are over 115 years old right now and alive in the world. And if anyone's going to do it, it's my guy. Greg has a Google it, Doc it's, that it's he's my guy, the Pharaoh, Tom Brady. The Pharaoh. <laughs> Let's not jinx him, though. That's, you're putting a lot on the man. But I just want to say now that, Mark, we've read this line, he's saying it again, I'm not playing. I think it is time, at least for our podcast – to wheel out the wooden catapult from medieval times that we somehow restored yeah. and fire this into the sun, this whole storyline. Oh, there it goes. Right into the orb. Oh. Wow. And into the solar sun. Okay. To the sun. Look at that trail. And, and along with that. Uh, there it is. When I read this, 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 these quotes, um, where I was before was on this place that I thought that Tom Brady and his announcing career was fictitious, that it would never occur, that it just was this figment, this thing hanging in the atmosphere is sort of a joke on us. But I doubt, I think actually that I've tabled that. I think he's actually going to go through with that. Mm. He is not going <laughs> to play again. Um, I, I think he's probably at this point annoyed at obviously having to answer this question over and over. And I'm done asking it uh, personally. Okay. Have a nice well, day. Well, maybe he Into shouldn't have unretired because yeah. that's why people are asking. Into the sun. It's in the sun. Yeah, that's right. It. It's in the sun. So it and and to your point, he did mention he was looking forward to broadcasting on Fox next year. He, he in the interviews went out of his way to say that. Even that conversation, we will now yeah. fire into the okay. sun just to be safe. There it is. Ooh, that was now a good one. it's done. All right, bring let's out, take bring a out break. Take a break. We'll wait for the sun to come out, and when we get back, we'll touch on Greg's projected starters. You go into your shower feeling tired but as soon as you reach for the irish spring your day immediately gets better that crisp fresh unmistakable irish spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses so when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it irish spring body wash and bar soap fresh green irish shop now at a store near you all right, here we are. Oh, another esteemed guest has just hey! rolled in. Can you even believe it? It's Ricky Hollywood, the legend, Erica Tempos. She's Everybody in a give very it up for Erica. profesh jacket. Wow, she does. Mm -hmm. Greg, she carries herself with a certain confidence that you can't make it up. <laughs> she cleans up. It's like, you know, she's got the very business-like jacket on, so it's, you think it's all business, but then the ripped jeans. Now she's going to have fun, too. <laughs> There's only one Erica. Would you mind Erica jumping in for one yes. moment? Let's just ask her a couple questions wow. about where she is in life. She just rolled Come right on in. Down. Here, do the projected starters. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's my month, Colleen. Thank you. Thank you so much. 
Hi, guys. Hi, Rick. Hi. Great to see you, Erica. How are you guys? How's life with the Rams? It's good. So this is the best Seahawks roster since 2020. Whoa. And expectations <laughs> should be raised. The don't, 49ers, don't steal oh, her that's work. That's you're, you're stealing her work. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't necessarily agree with that, you know, NFC West oh. standings here. But, hey, how are you guys? It's so good to see you. Yeah, thank you for coming through here to Hermosa Beach. Wonderful Vista. The yeah. Vista, Vista. What do you guys go? With? I think it's your choice. Vista. What, what sort of movie choice? You in, you know? Nice. Yeah, we the Rams have come up a lot, Ricky. Uh, We've talked too much. Right so now. we're trying to figure I've out like heard. what they are. Not, I haven't heard. Are they tracking what we what we yeah, say? Yeah, there are people. The there are people that track. There are people you, that. I like that you have to quickly up? point out. Like I wouldn't actually listen. I to wouldn't your show. know, but, but yeah, no, I I. No, I can't lie. <laughs> <laughs> you, <laughs> that was great. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie to you guys. So, what are you? What do you got going on in the summer? Summer of Ricky. Yeah, summer of Ricky Hollywood's gonna be a big one, I think. Yeah. Yeah. What do you got planned? I'm ready for it. I don't know. Pride starts today. Yeah. Pride month. Well, what Pretty do you good. think? This is a, this is your third annual uh, Pride cast here. Yeah. No, I think it's I think it's super good thing I showed up. <laughs> <laughs> we needed you. Would have been the straightest pride cast of all time. Uh, we d- we discussed that. I'm glad yeah. that you arrived. Yeah, that's, no, I think yeah, it's a good, good thing that I that I showed up. Um, but yeah, that's that's good. Are you guys talking about like what you're gay for or anything like that? No, that no. that was a one time segment. It didn't really work. Mm. We're doing Greg's projected starters. We've kind of veered we're just back like, in well, another I guess that's direction. We're having yeah. guests <laughs> come in. It is. It kind of is. Um, all right, Ricky. Well, we're, are we going to hang out together after we finish this? I mean, I hope so. I just drove an hour. So. All right, good. All right. Ricky Hollywood. <laughs> Colleen, you got to come back. Good to see you guys. Actually, Connie, stay there a second. I see Zumwalt. Can you come over here a second, bud? We got to <laughs> ask him about the Cardinals. Hey, how are you? All right, here Here's he comes. Here's my headphone. The voice of God. This will be the show where we actually never discuss Greg's I think actually that would be a funnier show, a better version of the show. Zummy, what's, what's going on, buddy? How are you? Wow. My forever friend, Jason Zumwalt. <laughs> what's up, bud? Thank you for coming out. Hey, thanks for having me. We know you're uh, not long for California. Is that why you, you trekked all this way from your, your home? Are you just soaking in? It's the last time I'm going to see the Pacific Ocean. Oh, really? This is it. I'm ending it tonight. <laughs> and I wanted you guys to know. <laughs> Are you going to do the swim into the ocean move, which yep. is always yep. kind of cool. I, I mean, uh, if I was strong until I can't walk anymore. If I was going to walk into the ocean um, and just let the sea take me away, the hat I would wear would be a completely black Arizona Cardinals hat. <laughs> yeah. So I think you're well dressed for it. It's we fitting. are in mourning as a fan base, for <laughs> it's sure. Fitting. Uh, that's a. Before we, uh, we're trying to just wrap over the show so we could all hang out. But um, <laughs> we want to talk about what does it feel like as a boots on the ground Arizona Cardinals fan entering this season? Like, where, what are expectations for you? Like, what do you want out of this season? I just, I, I think there's, there's a word. It's violence. You know what I mean? Because I don't think we're going to win. I don't think we're going to – we're not even going to sniff, like, the playoffs. Right. I just want to hurt people. I just want people to feel the way I feel inside on the outside. So Like injuries right. or just losing to the Cardinals will make them feel that I don't want any broken way. bones, but right. I just – you know, every once in a while hurt. I want to see Paris Johnson put somebody into the dirt. Okay. All right. You know I understand I mean? your – That's it. You're Give me some violence, and I'm a happy man. Where are you on the Monty Ossenfort uh, vibe? <sighs> Probably just there, north right? of the uh, the other Monty, who was who used to be the Phoenix Suns uh, coach. Like uh, <laughs> I, I don't know how I feel about either move right mm. now, uh, but we'll see. Yeah. I mean, do you want a two and fifteen season? It, okay. If we're tanking that bad and they don't let Kyler play, and if that's the move, and if we're going to go and try to replace him, if that's really the move, I think I have to embrace it. But there's a side of me as, like, an actual fan of the game. I don't want to see that. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. I, and I like Kyler. I think he's fantastic to watch when he's allowed to be as dynamic as possible, when the, when the line is strong. So – do I want to see a power a power game with him at the helm? Yes, I do. Am I positive that uh, a guy of his stature can be the key figure in a power game? I'm mm. I'm not sure. Mm. I'm not sure. But so. you want him back when he's healthy. I think he deserves long-term a long-term guy. Okay. Yeah. I don't know if you're going to get that, but we'll see. I don't either. You've taken um, the job as the voice of the Around the NFL podcast, and you've run with it. You, you've helped the show. <laughs> you've helped our live st- show. I've tried you, to steady it. You really carried the live show in a meaningful way. Um, in Hollywood, yeah. It, it is great to see you before you leave for the East Coast. That's good to see you too, man. Can I ask, like, one little... intervention. We're trying to get him back. Uh, well, we'll yeah, see. Are ready? 
one little favor. Like the first time I ever met you was with Dan at the Cozy, and like we had talked, we were talking to like some side projects that we could do together. Some yeah. back de- debate club days, I believe it was mm. things we could add to the debate club, and you had um you had a little you had a little uh segment that you did called walking with giants I, could you could you just give us a christopher walking the giants fan huge eli manning fan like could you give us just a maybe a couple seconds of what how, how that would have gone had we ever aired it chris walking here walking with giants eli manning 2023 20, greatest quarterback in the nfl more like nfl he was still playing <laughs> I don't know. That's it. That's all I got. No, that's you're, that's you're, you're, you're trying to end it. You're trying to end the show. Jason Zumwalt, everybody. All right. Yeah. Really? I knew he would deliver. Connie! Hey, Connie! It's going to be harder and harder to get Colleen back into, uh, yeah. into the I, I want to get everyone here. Let's can't lose him. Just Mick, get him in the but mix. if we keep Connie out too much longer, we're going to lose yeah. Yeah, no, I sense I'm that. Going straight into the ocean. Um that's the second straight into the ocean Wait, what? moment in you the last Zumwalt. like three minutes. Oh, no. Why is everyone <laughs> thinking about that? Well, because it's right there. All right, Greg, projected starters. Wait, wait, so we really are gonna do this? <laughs> I thought it would be fun because we got Claybon. Kimmy Chex has shown up from the yeah. from the fantasy. Chex is so. here. I was just talking it's to all Kimmy. Happening. It's fun. This is a good group. Um, More people keep coming. I'm very distracted. Why don't we we'll do we'll just do a little bit here on projected starters, okay? What do we say? Six and a half? I mean, you, yeah, it's like the, it, three and a half, four and a half. All right, three, tight three. We were gonna do two. Now we're doing three. So you are getting the expanded edition. Greg, Greg. what is? Yeah. Who do you sneaky love after doing projected stars? Mm, the Dolphins. I don't know if that's sneaky. Really? I feel like they're like a top five roster. You top five them, roster. Top five coaching you staff. Call, yeah, you called them like essentially across the board, ready to essentially morph into a Super Bowl contender without I f- question. I feel like it. If Tua, if Tua is healthy, I don't see what, any reason. The offensive line maybe isn't, like, a, amazing, but there's pretty good continuity. But, I f- like, backup starters everywhere, Ooh. Dolphins. And then the Bengals, which is – it's obvious enough, but the Bengals continuity, like, yes, we know the offense, but the defense – is set up in a way that I really think they kind of remind me of the early aughts Patriots, where they can change what they do on a week-to-week basis because they have so many guys who can do so many different things and have been in the system for so long that they can do so many different things, and then a coaching staff can actually do that. Sorry, right. a bug just, like, flew into my mouth. Um, everything's good? fine. A lot of drama. <laughs> um, I feel how, like I'm about the flip side really high. Who yeah, who's a fraud? That's what I want to know. Who's, like, you're just not buying and everybody is into them? I feel like the Jaguars are just rolling back the exact same team, which I understand because they, they made the divisional playoffs. Like they spent all that money a, two years ago, and you can't spend all the money two years in a row. But the defense, defensive roster is like not not that good. I don't know. I'm not I'm not that in love with the Jaguars. Maybe doing it all again. But they were kind of a mediocre team that had a couple things go well for them. They're in a bad division, and like they could still be stuck in that mediocrity. I, so if you're a, if you want to if you took a couple months off to go actually pursue other activities in your life, and you want to plug back into where teams are, I would read this. It, it, it's it's eight divisions, and it's a, a bit of a project to read all of them. But it it is educational. Well, no, it takes time. But like Sell it. maybe you do one. To every day, but like you will learn a lot. And I, I came away, um, commanders who we always essentially mm. just rip on left and right. And we know that the ownership has been an apocalyptic mess for ages. But you talked about their roster as being one of the more complete rosters in football. Obviously, the quarterback is the situation, but outside of that, like they look like as about as solid as any team around. They look like a very normal team where there's not like any weaknesses. Like they have decent players at every single position. They make sense. To me, I feel like I I take less away from like which team looks good, which team looks bad, and more situations. Like your Eagles, a couple situations popped in my mind where I think everyone thinks Rashad Penny, DeAndre Swift, like those are the guys in fantasy, for instance. And like Kenny Genwell's been there; he got a ton of carries in the Super Bowl. Wouldn't wouldn't surprise me if he outtouches both of those guys, and he's been there. They drafted a guy, Sidney Brown, at safety who didn't get a lot of attention, and it wouldn't surprise me if he ends up playing more. Then Nolan Carter and Nolan Smith and Jalen Carter, their first round picks this year because the opportunity is there and they love him. They're kind of talking about him as the next, uh, I don't know, Hufanga type guy. I noticed that in what was it your Panthers write up about the running backs, how you wouldn't be surprised if Miles Sanders uh, didn't really get a ton of run in the starting spot. I, I think he would be the starter, but I wouldn't. They're, they're one of those teams. There's different spots where it's like we're going to add. To the mix in August. That yeah. NFC South like in general is uh, what is their team. You always seem to um, 
kind of ride the Saints and uh, assume the best from them? Are you coming no. high on the Saints this no. year? No, I'm not, and I'm surprised a lot of people are. The The Falcons struck me doing this that, like, they're really going to roll there with uh, Matt Collins as their number two receiver, and, like, no one has – they are built like a 1980s team. Mark always wants 1980s football like they are <laughs> no, 1980s. I love you. I, you, you talked about them kind of being shotgunned out of 1985, and um, I totally agree. I don't think there was a team that, reading through all these, that you seemed mm. higher on, and tell me if I'm wrong, I know there's a lot of trust in the Chiefs, but the Cincinnati Bengals seem yes. to be the team that just stood out to you. They are. Um, and they lost some players, too. Like, Pirine stuck out to me as a guy who might be starting – for the Broncos over Javante Williams and getting all the run. But, yes, I feel like the Bengals are set up. It's not about, like, the window closing because I think they will be around, but they they feel a little bit like uh, my uh, Boston Celtics were this year, that, like, everything was set up for them to do it. It doesn't mean that you are going to do it, but this is their year to do it. And maybe the expectations and just running it back over and over that get to them and they choke. Like my boss. I also mm. um, pointed out, or I, I took this out of your uh, NFC West uh, column, that you like the Seattle roster better than any team in the NFC North and NFC South. Right. Which I know I shouldn't be surprised because Geno, but still, you're pretty high on them. There's, like, it's it sucks when you get stuck in a di- in a division. Like, any team should want to be want to be in the NFC North or NFC South right now, or AFC mm. South. You'd probably be, win it. That's a that might be the third best roster in the NFC. Seattle, Philly, Dallas would be my top two, and then maybe Seattle, maybe San Francisco. Like they have stars, but uh, they're pretty short at offensive line cornerback. I'm feeling too dorky. This is not a beach uh, projected <laughs> starter thing. I think it's informative. I think it's a nice little uh, uh, indent on the. Yeah, on the this show. was our beach read. Yeah, it's our beach read. It's you a know, very weird a Ravens back, team. I'm throwing eared. another one in there. Okay. Like, yeah. they have no pass rush. Like, they have, they're not very imposing on the defensive line at all. Uh, but they're deep at receiver. It's like the opposite <laughs> of the Ravens. See, now go. you feel Thank better? You. Yeah, I do. Oh, you got some beach sound <laughs> effects. <laughs> I, um, that threw Colleen and I. So I we were not I'm ready. A, I'm a beach guy. I mean, you don't, you don't look at me and you think beach guy. But pure hours on the beach, I think I'm yep. clocking all you guys Maybe by a good distance uh, in my Los Angeles. Area. Greg and I went to the beach. I'm a solid but we once or twice a week. I'm a once a week together. beach guy. What are you doing on the beach, though? That matters too. It's a lot of playing football with Walker. He he just wants to like kind of run around. It's a lot of walking. It's a lot of sitting. A lot of walking with Walker. A lot of walking. Christopher Walker. <laughs> a lot of football. A lot of football. <laughs> so you you never can get too far from ball though. See that even on the beach. You ever go into the sea and float? Here and there, but it's cold. Pacific's gold, man. It is. That's what they don't tell you about moving out here. Atlantic Ocean, kind of warm. I mean, at least warm enough. The Atlantic is way better. Pacific, cold. Arrow down on Pacific. I'm just telling (laughs) you. Anything else uh, from the projected starters, Mark, that jumped out to you? Uh, I would say this. It's an overarching sort of bird's eye, but in the run of this show, the AFC North has always featured typically two trash bag operations that are just floundering. And this is the best AFC North we've ever covered by far. Every one I of agree. them is a playoff contender. I just wonder if they'll all eat each other up. I agree. It's something will go wrong for one of them, but I think like they could be four of the top 12 teams in the NFL. I think the East and the and the North are similar like that. And, of course, and then you have in the West, the, the mighty Chiefs are there. And it's it's going to be very interesting in the AFC. The NFC, it feels like when you're doing this, did it feel like this that in yes. general – Everyone is under the impression this is just a wide-open conference with not a lot of superpowers. Does that come through again when you do this? I feel like the Eagles and the Cowboys are pretty awesome. I mean, the Cowboys need their first two picks to hit in a way that most teams don't. Mozzie Smith starting probably, what is it, Schoonmacher, uh, their tight end they could use to, to start. But other than that, like, the Cowboys are pretty loaded, and the Eagles are the most loaded. I mean, the Eagles are still, to me, like the everyone's going to pick the Eagles for the Super Bowl. I know that could be an issue, Connie. I don't like that. But um, I feel like that's where this is going to come uh, early September, August when picks are coming in. Sure. Because the Niners, people will be scared of the Niners because of the quarterback situation. The Cowboys, people will be scared of the Cowboys because they're the Cowboys. And things never get where they need to be. So it's going to be heavy, heavy Eagles talk going into week one. I don't love that if I'm an Eagles fan. tells you how – how top-heavy the NFC is, and not very – there's like a couple – Is there someone laying in the league? I'm stick with them. I picked them to win the Super Bowl last year. I think I'm just going to stick with them. You're rolling with them. I'm stick with them. Okay. Right. I wonder if everyone will not pick the Lions because uh, it's like you are around it so much 
that yeah. people will try to be cool and make the counter pick, but I'm sticking with the Lions. They're kind of Eagles-like, the Lions, with, like, all their linemen, like eight linemen you can roll in and out. I yeah, see, that's true. Uh, by the way, I see Andrew Siciliano just coming down it's the all, boardwalk right it's here. It's all happening. I think He's rolling to right behind towards you. us. Yep. I think we need to get more people involved. Yeah. Greg, just relax. <laughs> For Christ's sake, relax. One driver per car. <laughs> you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. All right, here he is. The great Yay. Andrew Siciliano of NFL Network and beyond. What's up, bud? Welcome back. Good to back. see you, boys. Welcome to my neighborhood. This is your hood. Yeah, I'm glad you guys came down here. Welcome to a cloudy day, June gloom. Don't we pay enough taxes for more sun uh, day on the beach? <laughs> I, I think of you just as a suit and tie man, Andrew. Oh. Um, but I like you in this kind of rude. Well, thank you. beach hoodie. I think you guys all. all I don't fit. see you as a suit and tie guy. No, I'm just saying I, that's, that where, that's literally how I see him when I see him right across <laughs> from us. Do you think Greg, it would be a little strange had he showed up here in a suit and tie? No, I like it. I like it. You live right near here. I do. I walked here, and this uh, I was walking down here, and I realized because I grabbed the Aviator Nation sweatshirt on the way out. I don't get it for free <laughs> on the way out the door, and I realized there could be. This is the most South Bay uniform ever. I have Viore sweatpants on and an Aviator Nation hoodie. It's like I'm a cliche. It's pathetic. I love it. I love it. I love being a beach guy. And this is like you, you do your uh, your running around this area. Like this is your this is your world. So we're we're on the Strand right here in Hermosa, and there's the Hermosa Pier right there. Strand is about a you know mile point one point three yep. miles up. And um, I generally listen to your podcast. As a matter of fact, I did this morning uh, breaking down DeAndre Hopkins and and other things and fly on the wall stuff while running this strip oh. right here. At 1.75 <laughs> speed. So right now. Wow, that's offensive. Right now, your voice is in my head. Jarring. I had a lot to do today. I wanted to power through the podcast before I came on. Your voice is in my head sound like you are hammered and you are <laughs> slurring your words. Yeah, that I I could ride with somebody saying they do one point, you know. Actually, you know what? It was one two five. five. It was one, one seven five. five is Borderline offensive. I have it was one say. five, not one seven. I can't <laughs> imagine uh, how annoying my voice sounds in one point seven five. It's tough enough. How is it in re- in reality? I think you guys sound great. Right <laughs> are you on board with speaking of our last episode? Are you on board with temporarily the general manager of the Denver Broncos now going by the name Kevin Saunders just to eliminate <laughs> any? Uh, you know, confusion between the head sure. coach and the GM. I mean, the Patton, Peyton, Peyton, Patton, uh, sure. Whatever you want to get that going them. maybe on the network, NFL Plus side? Is that something we could do? We are back for uh, mini camp shows next week on the Plus. We're actually doing them. I just found out yesterday. I don't think this is a trade secret from your podcast. Chris studio. Wesseling podcast. Do it. We from were Chris told uh, we, we are taping around that and what. Interesting. We're, we weren't on those days anyway, so it all okay. worked out perfect. So, um, speaking of uh, what we're wearing, I think we might go plus golf shirts next week. Mm. You can't Already. wear a suit in the Chris Wesseling podcast. I don't, studio. I, I don't know if that's been yeah. cleared up the food chain okay. by the time this is that airs. a thing? We don't. I don't know. I've never seen the plus golf shirt. I do have I, some I don't of know those that there is uh, ITC polos. The, I'll say this, the plus hoodie might be the most comfortable swag they've given us in a long time. Did you guys get one in the locker rooms? No? Uh, well, this is awkward. No, we got nothing at all, Andrew. <laughs> no, I don't know. I, th- I think I, I, think I did see one. that. Yeah. It's, um, it's, it's, it's a comfy. Yeah. Well, you're a, a man that one. famously is watching all the action every Sunday. Um, and so you're on top of this. What is the, the team or division that you're most amped to be uh, checking in for regular updates? Um, I, I do think it's the low-hanging fruit here, but the AFC East, obviously, with Rodgers there and, and the, the Bills reeking of desperation. And, Ooh, uh, I like that. Reeking uh, of desperation. The Tua, the Tua injury and fifth-year option conundrum, and what happens if Tua gets hurt? Would Tom Brady sell his shares in the Raiders to go to the Dolphins? I mean, I'm making this up now, but they already <laughs> gave up the, the first-round pick. Why don't they just go sign him? They already paid for him, mm. right? Well... I'm yes. just making it. W- it would be tough to, to sell. Uh, are Bills 
fan um, producer sitting in here, Eric, is shaking his head at you saying they're desperate. You don't think? Well, they didn't act like a desperate team. They didn't do that much this offseason relatively. I actually like certain things about their team. I like their backfield a lot, like the way it all mixes together. Four guys who are all good, pretty good, but they didn't do that much. A, not here's the thing, desperate. and let me ask you this, Andrew. There's a, a difference between urgency and desperation. You think it's crossed? they've crossed the Rubicon in entering 2023? It's a fair point, and I, I am prone to hyperbole, <laughs> but look at it this way. If – if they don't make it there this year, I mean, they, they bowed out in, in, in pretty awful fashion. Yeah. They were emotionally exhausted. I understand how and why they lost to the Bengals, but it leaves a bitter taste. John McDermott takes over the defense, so there's now even more on his shoulders. Um, you guys know this. There, there is nothing worse than the sports radio cliche, who has the most pressure? Mm. God, they're like – there's no worse topic bar on television than who has more pressure. Just shut up. Everyone has pressure. Do it. We, like, anybody can get fired at Stop any moment them. when you lose, right? That's how this business works. But if the Bills don't make it to the promised land yet again this year, another year older for Josh Allen, another year closer to retirement, and it's hard to come back from an injury at that age for Von Miller, um, uh, do we face another offseason of – of um, vague uh, Stefan Diggs discontent on Twitter. I, it, like, something has to change there. So, yeah, I do think there is a sense of desperation in Buffalo. Yeah, I you agree with you. Vaughn. You might not be back to, like, week five or six, by the way. He threw I, that out there. Yeah, and yeah, Diggs is a mercurial guy, and, and there's, they've been knocking on the door for so many years now. You do get the feeling that um, Orchard Park could go up in flames if this is a disappointment. I got to ask you, because we just talked about the AFC North, too, where like it suddenly feels like you've got, for the first time in a long time, not one or two of those teams that are not viable, but four potential playoff teams. And you're a Browns fan. We've always connected on that. I see Andrew in the office um, all this He's past He's public season. with that. Are Browns fans now like coming out of hiding after the misery? I, I, can jump I, in I, 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 I don't think fine. there were that many that actually... <laughs> That actually went away. Okay. I, I know okay. some did, well, and I respect them. That's fine. I, I think it's. I think they put the, the fans in a tough spot. They so. did. I I totally agree with you. I want. Are you ever going to come back? I, I like. I know. I get a lot of tweets saying that because I'm kind of coaxed into. Well, mm-hmm. you're a fan against. Like I really haven't changed my stance. Um, I can. I, I'm interested in the team in general, just because I think at this point I would ask you this. I think a lot of people are sleeping on them mm-hmm. because of what's happened to them, and it's it's tougher to discuss them. You're not wanting to project them the same way you fascinate over other squads necessarily, but the Browns seem pretty complete all over the board. Do you think that they are a legitimate division-winning candidate? I, I do, but it's also an amazingly tough division, and I do think the Steelers will be better. I think the offensive line will be better, and I think Pickett remains to be seen how much better he will be in year two, but you know, he I assume he will be better. I think with the Browns, there's going to be a Jim Schwartz honeymoon in which the defense plays with its hair on fire and and it creates more sacks, more turnovers, and plays better. I, I still think they are in need of help on the defensive lines. Darius Smith helps a lot if he stays healthy. He's going to be hungry and contract motivated. I still think there's an issue even with Dalvin Tomlinson, a defensive tackle, particularly with depth. So the the front seven, even with Miles Garrett, it's amazing to say. I think it's a bit of an issue. Linebacker guys, all everyone's coming off of injury. Everybody coming off of injury. At I thought Owusu Kormo was going to be a superstar, and he kind of was another eh. guy coming but off every, of injury. Everyone was eh yeah, last I, year. I, I, I think might be helped by Schwartz, though. I think. Yeah. I think he played amazingly well his first year. He couldn't stay healthy last year. Then Anthony Walker got hurt. Then Taki Taki got hurt. When playing out of position, he was really playing well the second half of the year. I do think they are legit. But the question is, is is Deshaun going to play well? I mean, that, that, there's to me, there's no bigger question mark in the NFL this year. And again, hyperbole. I agree. If Deshaun Watson can return to eighty percent of his form pre-suspension, fake suspension, like sat him down for the year in twenty twenty, then they are yes, a legitimate AFC contender. I think. I, I would like a little Schwartz uh, Schwartz comeback season. Jim Schwartz really hasn't been in the mix lately. Let's get some Schwartz bombs. I like Schwartz. <laughs> yeah, Schwartz is good. <laughs> yeah, I'm Schwartz. just saying, like, he mixes it up. He mixes it up with the media. There's the a rabble rouser. Like, he'll annoy his players. This he'll isn't annoy a Spaceballs reference. He'll do it. No, no, Schwartz is good. I Schwartz like is good. Yeah. You know, he's kind of like Greg Williams, but uh, just not, you know, a knucklehead. Villainous. Yeah. No, 
But he's a little villainous. He's like, oh, he's, like, he's got some villain in him. He's like, yeah, but it's just a tangible villainy to Greg yeah. Williams. Right. He's uh, like Greg he's Williams, except he always had a cover blurb on Football Prospectus every year, Football Outsiders. So he's like a little bit of a nerd. Too. But he was one of those guys. Like, the book I read while I'm making game plans, Jim Schwartz, 2007. But I remember in the – I can't remember – which job he might have been interviewing for the Bears job in the 90s. I was in Chicago, and I remember somebody in that building told me at the time that when he interviewed, they were blown away by his, whether you want to call it an analytics-like presentation, but in the in the late 90s, yeah. his presentation, the I'm a little bit smarter than you, I'm ahead of the game presentation. So he's been that guy Well, he was one of Belichick's little nerds mm-hmm. back in the Cleveland Browns regime. Days. And finally, Andrew, before we let you go, and we, we're going to wrap the show up soon, too, because we just want to hang out with everybody, but dating in the South Bay, take <laughs> us through it. What are, what are some tips? Uh, um, it, it's a little bit shaking of an, their heads. It it's seems a difficult. A little bit of an older crowd, um, which I'm okay with. It's not the it's not the younger Santa Monica, Venice, West Hollywood crowd that I was used to. I'm also not younger anymore. Right. I didn't want to so get okay. rude, but that seems to... Yeah. I'm closer to 50 than I am to 40, so let's let's cut the, the crap there. Heshi's mom, played by uh, Marty Scorsese's mm-hmm. real-life mother. You know, they're sitting, they're eating some pasta, there's a, a dying guy in the trunk, but she's like, why don't you meet a nice girl? You settle down, have a nice girl. Let's do it. Let's settle down, let's find a nice woman. Okay, Bring her on the show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll give her the seal of approval. Yeah. I'm down. I mean, that's obviously the first step. Forget my parents. It would be you guys. Sure. I, I'm down to do that. This The South Bay is different. I mean, you got a lot of guys hanging out of the 900 Club that, you know, probably sold their company at 32, and mm. now they're single still at 58. Oh, uh, you know, the they, 900 they have, Club. They have the What's Peter, that about? The Peter Pan label. There's a lot of, mm. quote-unquote, Peter Pans down here that can't grow up. Right, but they don't <laughs> have that advice in that plan of action that Dan Hansis just gave you that's going to lead you. <laughs> that's true. Or, oh, the they've probably <laughs> done it six or seven <laughs> times, and they're rebooting <laughs> yet again. Um, it's it's a different world down here. I, I kind of miss the West Side, but look, we're sitting on the beach. Yeah, well, we wish real. you luck. That sounds complain? challenging, Andrew, but I, I think you've, you're going to navigate it. It's I a picture, first world problem. Yeah. I picture a scenario about six months from now, I get a text out of the blue. Andrew, I found the one. That's going to be real nice. Mm. Then, then sh- systematically she comes on our show before he And then we clear it, and then you go to your parents, else. and then away we go. Yeah. Would they have to come in and... and do this in your podcast studio, or would you guys go Actually. on location again? You, would you come to us? Okay, yeah, maybe we'll okay. do another Vista show. We'll be flexible. We'll be flexible. We'll get the Vista sunshine out, and we'll have a whole sit down. Okay, sounds great. Can I ask you one yes. last thing? Sure. Okay, it's a two part question. What What do you think of the new? I'm throwing myself out there again, Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. and two. Do you read into back-to-back nights at the Taylor Swift show? Oh, that's interesting. Um, well, when you say I'm putting myself out there, Aaron, do you mean just his involvement with the team, with activities, and involvement things of that with the team, yeah. being Mister Social, doing? Yeah. My my take on Everything. that whole thing is, if he's if he's around for multiple years, mm-hmm. year one, good soldier. Year <laughs> next year, all bets are off. Mm-hmm. It'll be the same way it was with Green Bay. He will not be. In Florham Park in May, next year. No matter what happens, this year. the old Brandon Marshall plan. Yes, exactly. Have you ever, have you ever said, "Well, man, of course you've got to Facetime me. I have no service." Yeah, I got. I got to say, like, there another article popped up again where Matt Schneid been yesterday. Yeah, Matt Schneid with the Athletic. Uh, it's like Aaron, you got to move on, bro. Like, and I understand like Matt Schneidman and Packers fans are interested in it, but you just can't talk about it anymore. You got to. Move forward. So, yes, there are elements of the Rodgers uh, personality that will continue to irritate, but if you could play quarterback, specifically for my team, I will let a lot slide. But I think we're going to get him on very good behavior this year. Absolutely. And then I'm next excited. year we'll see what happens in so many ways with that organization. And as far as the Taylor Swift thing, back-to-back nights is a lot. That's a, That seems like a lot. I, if you're saying how to read into that, is he just a huge fan of Taylor Swift? Hey, there's nothing wrong with that. I'm, I I might go multiple nights at SoFi. I'll tell you right. I mean, I think he right was now. also, unless it was the same thing. I think he was at the Phoebe Bridgers Boy Genius show too. Oh, the, she she's taken. Guy just loves well. music. Just I loves because Taylor Taylor is new to the free agency right now. Oh, okay. Ooh, wait a second. 
I yeah, see where you're going. See with where this. I'm going? And I, I've seen other go down, others go down That'd this path. Too. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it seems kind of uh, almost it's, it has to happen at this point. It seems like she's got to lose this guy from the 1979, and then it will be Aaron Rodgers, and it will be the biggest story in the country. I don't need it. We need to focus on getting dubs in the, in the swamp, <laughs> all right? We need the focus where it should be. Uh, Andrew Siciliano, you've said it all. Thank you, my man. I will meet you up for a drink about eight feet away in a few minutes. Guys, I was flattered to be back on the show for the first time in four years. It made my, it made my off season. It made my off season. Again, we'll get you on much Andrew. sooner next time. <laughs> we Thanks, love Andrew. Andrew. All right. How's everything going? You having a good time? The sun's not out yet. Do we need? Should we call Colleen back just to get on her I nerves? Think let's, or uh, want to get Patrick? Let's over get here? Patrick over yeah, here. We, yeah, we asked him to come down here. Play on one of little Kimmy checks for some fantasy, and then we say say back. I just feel like we there got we all go. this talent. Another yes, we need to. We got a deep bench today. Now coming on, <laughs> the legend himself, Patrick Claybon. What's up? No one. What's up, guys? How Patrick, are you? How you are just you? belong by the sea. Yeah, you 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 dressed most uh, appropriately. Well, thank you, guys. I I figured we should celebrate. Uh, the month celebrate the event, and uh, no, I, I just this was clean. This is what happened. We, we've <laughs> been kind of you know carrying the load here, talking a lot. We heard that you. Greg, have sorry, one note. I see a man going by in a bike wearing the exact same sweatshirt that Andrew Siciliano <laughs> just appeared on with. So it's, you know, I, I get what going, what's going on and, down here. And you <laughs> missed it, Mark, because <laughs> when look. you said that, he turned around and gave this look as if to like, say, "Hey, no I one's heard you say." Yeah, that. no one's <laughs> supposed to talk about that. Well, I don't know. <laughs> it is, it I, like, I, I am hot on men's fashion. I didn't I know it was the South Bay uniform. I was like, oh, I should get one of those. Wait, now he's coming back and he has anger in his eyes and he's walking right toward Mark. Yeah, I think we're going to have to <laughs> snuff this dude out, Mark. I was going to say, Patrick told me uh, privately here that he had a five-minute monologue, though, on like one of the hottest topics in uh, the NFL right now. So the floor floor is yours, what? Patrick. <laughs> Greg is making stuff up again. <laughs> Occasionally, Greg Rosenthal does this. He will he will just fabricate some reality that Game. doesn't exist. I thought I was, that was my Sessler Zumwalt moment. Do you want a little, he would a little fun something. fact for today's episode? Two different people sitting in your chair have Reference directly walking into the ocean and ending it all. Uh, it's a little dark. It's a little dark right now, but we can we can be the light. I, I love it. I love the dolphin. Uh, we can be the light to, to keep people out of the ocean. Uh, all right. I like that. We need that. And now I've, I, I'm experiencing regret because I, I feel like I should have picked up the torch that Greg tried to No, hand no. That would, I, I five took, minutes would have been I took a the lot. easy way five out. No, I, I, no. Do you have any trenchant yes, takes that you've been sitting on a little bit in terms of the <laughs> NFL? Because this would be the time to share it. Dan, if I had a take I was sitting on, then <laughs> it would be an impossible take to, to share uh, publicly with you guys that the listeners could hear. Uh, because if I have a take, it's coming out, man. It's All coming right. out in some capacity. I mean, you're on, you're on television a lot, uh, I, especially if you if you go into a, a, a tavern or a restaurant. And NFL Network, I feel, it gets like 85% of their share from just silent uh, tavern restaurant fare. But, like... Are, you're, are, are you recognized on the street? Do you walk up and down the street? Wow. Does anyone ever say, hey, that's Patrick Claybone from NFL Network? I have three people. I have dudes at Costco. Uh, there's <laughs> okay. three dudes at Costco. Costco? Yeah, three particular dudes. This is not like a, a thing that happens a lot, but there's three dudes at the Costco that I go to that have spoken to me. The about same dudes every football. time? It's the same dudes Fantasy. every time. Otherwise, it's like whatever, just a dude. You know, just a dude at the bar trying to get a drink. Um, who's a guy at the bar? Getting a drink. That's it. So you're saying they know you though from fantasy, not from your um, around the NFL podcast work. No, I, I all the ATN people um, <laughs> communicate with me through other means. Uh, we, we're a family, of course. Um, but as far as random people, largely letters. You've from like, I would I wouldn't consider an ATN listener to be a random person. They're no. they're, they're a part a of. Oh, You've always been a risk taker well, on Twitter. Um, have you? Received any um, feedback from the hires up uh, lately uh, with some of the, the Twitter takes? Thankfully, oh. no. Okay. Uh, thankfully, no. But isn't that almost like an indicator that maybe it's time to ramp up the heat? <laughs> so you like walking up to that line, and that's what makes Claybon a great follow on the Twitter. I, I probably should. Uh, we do have, you know, we, we've talked about the belligerent um, capitalist that, that's operating the, the institution <laughs> uh, that that we all know and love as Twitter.com. I'm going to own this company in about six months. Yeah, it, yeah. it's been a hindrance to my participation, but, mm. but I'll, I'm always going to be on the site. I'm always going to be uh, in some capacity, but it's, you know, it's the off season. And, sure. You know, sure. How's the, uh, the OnlyFans page going? It's good. We're, we're building, Mark. <laughs> we are building. We're trying to get up to something uh, that can be marketable. 
that can be distributed. We want to open the kimono. It takes uh, time, to, literally. And, and it's all about v- vertical and horizontal integration regarding the OnlyFans page, and we're, and we're looking forward that to it. That was a great yes and right there. That was very nice. And now here's your last opportunity to share a trenchant take. <laughs> a trenchant take. Yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> Wh- why not? Uh, because we got the NBA. I know there's something in the chamber. Yeah, we've yeah. got the NBA Finals coming up. There we right? go. And only one team gets to be remembered. Only one team gets to go around and go to banquets and have horrible chicken and talk about their experience for the mm-hmm. remainder of their mm-hmm. lives. And it is a travesty. I know championships are important, but only one team every single season gets to be remembered, gets to be celebrated. And I think it's it's a problem. I, I saw people tweeting, <laughs> uh, especially Celtics fans, that were like, oh, I – I would have rather been swept. Like, you didn't enjoy the tip-in? You didn't enjoy the climb back from down 3-0? I'm like, with you. What are we saying? Like, why don't you enjoy the sports? Because if you don't enjoy the sports, why are you watching? I th- That's it. That's my trench. That's pretty good. Football is completely I'm different. Than the counter there is that if once you have that tip-in, who was the gentleman who had the tip-in? Derek point White. One? Derek White. To not win the game seven, it's all the more painful because it feels like that went from iconic moment in team history to – total afterthought and it's like to wa- to almost waste that and you almost rather it didn't happen it, it was brutal but I, we got those two days of excitement looking forward to the yes. game seven it got the series and i'm the celtics are a good example of this of this team that keeps getting close but i do try to keep in mind they've given me a lot of enjoyment being so good and yes they haven't gotten over the hump. Hopefully, they they get there someday. But like, if the Heat lose the series, which I think they will, and, and maybe they'll prove me wrong and everyone wrong, like they have, like they should be remembered for making two finals runs in this ridiculous era. Like it should be remembered. They should have banquets. Yeah, with chicken. and it's okay to have things hurt. <laughs> like people are leaving relationships all the time, and it's like, oh, I wasted time. Did you? Or did you enjoy the experience yourself at the and, time? And you're upset that it's over, and it's fine to be upset when you have something good. And it ends, but that doesn't mean that you shouldn't. By the way, have see, I got the. the I knew he had a trench and take buried in the it. chamber. And, and, and I. Oh, go ahead, Mark. No, I see. Like, Twenty-seven years from now, Patrick, I'd happily attend that <laughs> Miami Heat banquet with you. I, I don't know who else <laughs> will be there. Let's go. But like, yeah. Why not? And Kyle Lowry and some good chicken. Why don't we make the chicken better? Before we say goodbye, Pat, I can't really look at you, Patrick. So I have to talk in this direction. <laughs> Before we say goodbye, on the subject of the NBA playoffs, the Miami Heat. Drop game one of the play-in. They're down in the elimination play-in game. <laughs> Win that game. Like five minutes to go. The and Chicago then what Bulls. happens? They knock off a supposed juggernaut number one seed. Then a very tough New York Knicks team. <laughs> then a 58-win Celtics squad. How about that momentum, Claybon? How about it, baby? Did you know that's where he was going with this? I did. And the obvious question is, Dan, why didn't they lose to the Bulls if that was the case? Because they didn't have their momentum yet. (laughs) It's a thing. Come on. If the Miami Heat exists to convince Patrick Claybon that momentum is a thing in sport. Okay. Uh, we'll see. We'll see if they pull it off. What about the momentum after they blew out the Celtics in game three? Well, it, it ebbs and flows. Games? Don't be a sycophant to Claybon, Greg. He's I mean, believe in momentum. I've never been a, a momentum guy. Some some people. Twenty-eight three. Did you sense any momentum that that Sunday night in Houston? I mean, I, I saw a lot of uh, <laughs> a lot of scores in a row. Talking circles on this. Yeah. All right, Patrick. Let's have a drink in seven minutes. We're drinking in seven. All right. In fact, let's wrap it up. We're having some uh, issues. So, um, thank you to everybody for. Uh, listening here, thank you again to Vista and um, and Brady uh, running this operation in Hermosa and, and all the crew uh, with NFL uh, that did an amazing job setting us up and getting this done and all the guests that have come on and now we're going to hang out as a group because this is the time of year to do such a thing, boys. Absolutely. Let's waste no more time in doing that. All right. Until next week, Dan Hans is signing off for Quiet Storm, the old boss, Patrick Claybon, Andrew Siciliano, Jason Zumwalt, uh, Colleen Wolf, Erica Tamposi, Cynthia just rolled in. We're going to talk to her. Kevin Dangerhand is my brother. Maybe the lighthouse they call him. Eric behind the glass. He the call.
you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you.